You're listening to Perry Noble's Thoughts on leadership, vision, and creativity. For daily insight, please check out perrynoble.com. Hello and welcome to the December 2010 edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We're glad you're, we are glad you've joined us today. My name is Shane. I'll be our host. And before we jump into today's topic, I wanted to make sure, Perry, we give everybody an update on what's up with Unleash 2011. What can you tell us about that? Unleash 2011 is going to be awesome. We cannot wait. The, the $39 rate for December has already passed. We, right now... There are over 1,900 people signed up. Now, this time last year, there were around eight, maybe seven or 800 people signed up. We have never had this many people signed up for this conference this early. It is going to sell out, if not this month, um, it's going to sell out in, in January. And uh, it's just going to be awesome. Well, we want to make sure all of you have a chance to sign up for that. Go to unleash.cc and register now. Get as many people as you can signed up it will sell out very quickly and even it's, at, it's only 59 bucks it's only 59 bucks which really is a great segue into today's topic you know last month we uh, dealt with what could have been uh, relatively um i don't know what the right word is Perry. What would controversial you controversial topic where the both of us used the term jackass several times uh and you know that <laughs> and that put people off so really Not we a thought lot of people though that's true. Not Most people life. understood what we yeah. were saying. It's just those religious people. Religious. Uh, but anyway, uh, getting into today's topic, because we always want to try to take it up a notch here on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, we've uh, really entitled today's message, Cheap Spiritual Leaders Are a Bunch of Today. All right, with that, we're going to jump right into... That was really funny. Um, <laughs> cheap... Act- yeah, actually, it's Cheap Spiritual Leaders Are an Oxymoron. That's right. Uh, and really, that title comes... Uh, Perry, from a blog post you did, two blog posts on November the 10th and 11th uh, from this year, right. where you addressed the issue of uh, leaders, people with, people with the gift of leadership who are cheap. You know, we mentioned that uh, Unleash is $39, or the, the early bird was $39, and it just went to 59 But even at those low prices, we have people ask for sponsor or scholarships. Yes. And, uh, well, with that being said, what was the motivation for those posts? Well, you know, um, it's always bothered me that, that we do a conference for $39 and somebody wants a scholarship. And people want scholarships for all kinds of conferences. Um, and it's always bothered me. I, I've been like, okay, here's, here's the deal. It's $39. Bucks, and I know church planters. It wouldn't be a big deal if I didn't know them or I know pastors. And they're probably wanting, and I, I think I covered this in the blog post, they're probably sitting in a Starbucks, sipping a latte on their Mac, um, calling on their iPhone, asking them, can they have a discount. And it's not that they actually need the discount, it's that they don't want to make an investment. Mm. And so, um, but I'll be honest with you, the thing that pushed me over the edge was when um, Michael L- Ludaszewski, I love Michael, I can never say his last name, but Close he did a conference for $10. Shane, $10. And he had people calling, asking him, can they have the church planter discount? And I'm like, $10. So that's really what pushed me over the edge. If somebody like Michael, who's a brilliant leader, unbelievable with systems and structures and stuff like that, is going to do something where he's going to give away all kinds of knowledge and stuff for $10, Dollars and you can't even come up with that. That's that. That is a pathetic, weak, lame, awful excuse for a leader. 
That's true. You know, the, um, before we move forward, I should let everybody know that if you haven't seen that blog post, go to perrynoble.com and just search uh, Cheap Leader, and you'll find that. You can also Google uh, Cheap Leader, I believe, and it's the first thing that pops up, at least right now. So anyway, go out and read those posts if you haven't yet. With that, Perry, let's get into a series of questions uh, in regards to leadership and, and cheap leaders. Uh, and I just want to start out with a very basic question. How do you define leadership? Leadership um, is a spiritual gift given to men and women by God to help lead the church. All right, so if we agree, and I agree with you, that, that leadership, and it's stated in Scripture, is a spiritual gift. Romans 12, 8. There you go. Uh, can we really make ourselves better at it? Yeah, you know, I've heard people say, well, if it's a gift, you can't get any better at it. And I'm like, how stupid is that? That would be like me giving you a guitar and you taking that guitar and, and saying, I'm as good playing this guitar right now as I ever will be because Perry gifted me with a guitar. No. Everybody's going, no, you're a moron. You have a gift, the guitar. Um, pick it up and practice. Talk to other people who play the guitar. Read books on how to play the guitar. Figure out how to play that guitar, and you'll become a better guitar player. Nobody just picks up a guitar and carries it around the rest of their life and goes, I'm an excellent guitar player. <laughs> um, you learn. And it's the same It's the same thing with leadership. How stupid is it that some people go, I've got the gift of leadership and it's already as good as it ever will be and I am amazing at leadership and so I don't need to develop it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the same would be true for any spiritual gift, right? If you've got the gift of evangelism or serving or something like that, you can't just say you've got it and sit around. You've got to work at exactly. it. Exactly. Clayton King, one of my really great friends, is an evangelist and he has a coaching network for evangelists right now, and I spent some time with them this week, and there's 12 guys um, really trying to figure out how to be better evangelists. I was like, man, this is that's a win. That's awesome. That's cool. we got to steward what God gives us. Uh, next question. What are some ways we can grow as leaders? You know, um, th there's the definite um, – okay, prayer, reading the Bible. I had to say that because if you don't say that, some moron always emails in. Uh, the ways you can grow as a leader, I mean, they're, they're, you got to read books. And, and listen, you, you got to read books by leaders on leadership. And let me, let me be very, very clear about this. Um, I don't read a lot of books by theorists. When I say mm -hmm. theorists, I mean people that have this really great idea or theory. They just don't have the, the, the balls to go out and put it into practice. And so they come up with really great ideas and theories, but the, like you should do church like this, you should do church like this, you should do church like this. And I've thumbed through some of those books, and I'm thinking, you've never done church, you've never led anything in your life, you don't you don't have anybody working for you, you have no idea how to do that. And 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 Christians are the only people stupid enough to go buy those books. Because seriously, <laughs> if I wrote a book on surgery because I happen to be married to a doctor. There isn't a surgeon in America that would pick up that book because, Shane, I've never done surgery. I've never done surgery. And so how stupid is it for us to buy books and learn, try to learn from people that have never done what we're trying to do? So I read books by leaders, people like um, John Maxwell, people like Bill Hobbles, people like Jim Collins. And I, I, listen, I, I've had people go, well, he's not a Christian leader. Um, he's, he's a better leader than most Christians I know. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you learn if all truth is God's truth? Then why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we learn people from 
uh, why, why wouldn't we learn from people like that? So anyway, I, I think you got to learn from the people that are getting it done. That's true. I mean, I don't know why Christians want to categorize success. If somebody's great at something, there's something to be learned from them. Exactly. Uh, with that uh, being said, is there a way to shortcut the process of growing as a leader? No. No. People that want to shortcut the process of growing as a leader will, 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 never, will never, never develop. Um, it, it's, um, I was reading the story um, in the Gospels where Jesus is tempted by Satan three times. And every time Jesus is tempting, or I mean, Satan, Jesus is not tempting, sorry. <laughs> Satan is tempting Jesus to shortcut the process. Mm-hmm. And the last temptation listed in Matthew is where he takes him up on the mountain and says, hey, I'm going to give you all this. Now, I've had people say, well, it's not Satan's to give. Well, actually it is. I mean, the, I mean, you know, the Bible says he's the ruler of the world or whatever. And he says, hey, Jesus, I'll give you all this. And think about what Jesus saw in that moment. I mean, all the wealth of the world. And it basically said, hey, you don't have to have the cross. You can have this. You can achieve this. In other words, he was like, hey, Jesus, I'll give you what you want, but here's the discount. And Jesus didn't take the discount. He paid the full price. And, and so as leaders, we can't always be looking for the discount. We've got to be willing to pay the full price. And so leaders that sit around and whine and complain and bellyache about how much a book cost or how much a conference cost or how much a whatever cost, um, here's the thing I can tell you. Go visit them in 10 to 20 years, and they'll be at the same place crying about the same things with the same people who, who, who they cried with before. You know, it's, it's interesting that all the things you mentioned, you know, just to this point, uh, buying books, attending seminars or uh, conferences for help, all of those do cost money. And what is it about that, whether it's something costing money or just being diligent and taking time to read the book, study uh, people who've been successful leaders, why, why do some people think they can get around paying the price? Well, some people don't want to pay the price because leadership and humility hold hands. Mm. And so some people do not want to um, be humble enough to actually seek and learn from other people. Shane, especially people that don't think exactly like them. Um, and listen, in the Christian world, it, here's, here's the thing that surprises me about Christian world. Um, a lot of Christians try to only learn from people that think and act and talk just like them. That's why they don't ever learn learn anything and they're so screwed up. I want to learn from people that are getting it done. Mm-hmm. So I like people like Matt Chandler. I like people like Mark Driscoll. I also like people like T.D. Jakes. I also like people like um, Christine Kane. I also like people like Andy Stanley. I also, listen, the, the, those guys, theologically, they are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum in some cases. But you know what? In some area or another, they're getting it done. And so if if a person doesn't have the humility to learn from people that are actually being blessed by God and used despite despite the fact that their theological differences don't align, well, that's that's not humble. That's that's an unwillingness to pay the price. Because if I go have that conversation with that leader, then my denomination or my friends are going to look down on me, and I'm like, hey, screw them all. Mm-hmm. I, find out who's getting it done and, and go talk to them. 
Well, let me just reiterate something you said. You said humility and leadership hold hands. That's a really great point. I know in Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, I think he says the only thing that distinguishes a level five leader is humility, Yep. which reminds me, you mentioned all those people, but I just want to throw out there to another. We just recently all got a chance to spend some time with uh, Robert Morris, oh the my gosh. Uh, guy who wrote The Blessed Life, pastor of Gateway Church. You're talking about a humble leader. And you and I and our whole team just, I mean, how, mu- how many things did we learn out there? Blown away by his unbelievable humility and willingness to take some time with us. I mean, it was, it was an unbelievable experience. Uh, that being said, is there anything a leader or somebody gifted with leadership is entitled to? Hell, that's about the only thing we're entitled to. Um, all of us. I mean, one one of the biggest one of the biggest um, problems that leaders face is we've got to we have got to fight the urge to feel entitled to anything. I mean, I mean, sitting there in John thirteen when Jesus watched the disciples' feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody's entitled to have his feet washed, I think it's Jesus. I think he is at the top of the I get my foot wash list. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, and here's the thing that blew my mind, Shane. I was reading about this just the other morning. Um, Jesus washed Judas's feet. Mm-hmm. The guy that was going to betray him, Jesus didn't attack him. He served him. Unbelievably convicting mm-hmm. as a leader for me. And so I, we're we're entitled. As soon as we think we're entitled as leaders, we forgot who saved us, who called us, who gifted us, and who empowered us to do what we're called to do the minute we feel entitled. Yeah, that's a really great word right there. You know, as leaders, we need to see what our do what our leader did, yep. and he paid the price. He served people, and so we should follow. Uh, with that, let's shift to a couple of really practical things uh, that you share in the blog post that I want us to, to kind of tell the story a little bit. You cite two places where early in New Springs um, history, you spent some money to take people to see some stuff to yep. help us all grow. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the trip to uh, C3 out at Great, in Grapevine, Texas at Fellowship Church, where you took 15 people. Talk about that, the decision process going into it. What made you decide, hey, let's spend the money to get people out there, right. and then some results we've seen from that. Well, um, in, in the year 2001, in the fall, somebody gave me a bulletin from Fellowship Church, and I'd never seen a, a bulletin that cool. Um, and it was it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I, so I went online um, when we, back in the old days when we had dial-up internet, and I looked at their website and was blown away at the website. And then I watched some of their service and was blown away by their. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think they're, I think they might be doing church in a way that I've never seen before. So I literally um, talked to the to the elders at the time, and and we got approved for us to go to this conference, and we registered for the conference. Um, and then I'm freaking out, like, how do we get to Fellowship Church? Well, after 9/11, um, the flights got pretty cheap, and so Delta. I was online one night at, at midnight. And Expedia on Expedia.com, Expedia.com, and <laughs> Delta had one our round trip tickets for ninety nine dollars. And I never forget this. I, I called Delta and I said, "Do you really have round trip tickets for ninety nine dollars?" And they said, "Yes." And I said, "I want um, six of them. I bought six, and because at the time we had five staff members and one volunteer staff member, and so we took all six people to." To, to Dallas in 2002, and I, I never will forget, we stayed in a, in a rat hole. Um, we might 
I mean, okay, they, we okay, we didn't all six stay in the same room because there was three guys and three girls. That have been weird. Um, but we, I mean, we rented cheap cars. We we did whatever we could, and we went to that conference, and we're ruined because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're doing church the way we want to do church. And so we came back from that conference, and I'm telling all these people about it, and everybody's like, yeah, that's great, Perry. And I felt like I got a lot of pats on the head. And it wasn't because they weren't excited about what God did out there. It's because they couldn't see it. And I said, okay, well, next year everybody's going. And so we saved the money. Here, here's an unbelievable word for church leaders when it comes to going to conferences. Budget. Budget. Plan ahead. Anyway, so I, so we planned ahead. We budgeted. We set money aside. We registered. On the day the conference opened, we registered 15 people. Hmm. Like the day the conference opened. And we flew everybody out there, and God blew our minds. At the time, it was Ed and Andy um, doing the conference, and man, some of the stuff they shared was unbelievably practical and relevant to where we were as a church. And so uh, that, that was an investment we decided to make. We couldn't, listen, we didn't have, we were in portable facilities. We were in portable off, our, like our, we rented offices. I don't think you can do a portable office. We rented, we rented offices. We didn't have a large checking account. We didn't have a big bankroller making sure we could go everywhere we wanted to go and do everything we wanted to do. We didn't have donors that sent us money every month. We freaking paid the price. And it, listen, if you're not willing to pay the price, then shut up about being stranded where you are. So anyway, the your portable awesome. office though. Can portable you imagine office. set like setting up in the morning, doing work, and then tearing it down at night? That well, would be crazy. Actually, at the time, it did seem like that because <laughs> we had we had three or four staff members sharing one office, so they were pretty portable actually. All right, I just saw something interesting in my list of questions uh, that I want to ask you because Uh-oh. basically in two thousand and one, you spent six hundred bucks on tickets but another who knows so somewhere around two grand at least right yes. you spent to get people out the next year you took 15 people I'm a bet I'm betting Delta didn't have their 99 dollars no, their deals everybody was over the so you probably spent between five and ten thousand dollars that's a safe that's the, safe yeah. so so there so to get 15 people and you started to see and showed all these people early in, in New Springs life uh, and at the time that was a major Big time expense. Absolutely. All right. So fast forward a couple years. You'll have to remind me what year uh, that you went to this first Bill Hybels roundtable. Was it two thousand six? Two thousand six. All right. Two thousand six. So about four years later, you spent five thousand dollars. Yes. Just for you. I don't know yes. somebody traveled with you, but somebody for you to sit at a roundtable with Bill Hybels. Yes. Now that's a giant amount of money. Yes. Um, Talk about that. Why did you pull the trigger on doing that, or what led up to that to make that kind of to move from taking a lot of people to you as a leader needing to sit with somebody like Bill Hybels? Well, my philosophy is is the senior pastor or the primary primary leader is the one that needs to be willing to invest the most into leadership. And so um, uh, Bill Hybels was doing a roundtable with himself uh, and Henry Cloud, um, and there was another uh, gentleman there that talked about um, health and, and wellness of the leader. Um, Jack, I cannot remember his last name, but anyway – um, I, I had been wanting to meet with Bill Hybels for years. I mean, I think he's one of the greatest leaders ever. And church world, non-church world. And so um, here's an opportunity to go meet with Bill, but it's going to cost five grand. And 
at first I was a little put off by that, and I gave the excuse as well. I wonder how much Bill was doing it if he loved, you know, how much would he charge if he loved Jesus? Da, 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 da. And I'm getting all hypercritical and stuff like that. And then I realized, you know what? I've got the opportunity that I say I want. I just got to pay some money. Mm. And I was reading um, one morning Proverbs 4. I decided not to go. I, was, I, w- I decided not to go, and I was reading Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, which says basically get wisdom no matter what it costs. That just happened to be um, by the sovereignty of God, the, the scripture I'm reading the next morning. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so I said, okay, I'm going. And so I got on a plane. Um, our executive pastor went with me and um, sat uh, for a, one evening and all day the next day at a group of about 20 people with Bill Hopples and listened to him talk on leadership Listen to him answer questions, and God used that event to significantly shape a lot of the things in my life um, that I was doing and not doing at the mm-hmm. time. And so it it's it just came back to me, you know, you you got to make huge investments sometimes. That's why when people complain about how much conferences are, like we do Unleash or whatever, and, and then we'll do NLC. Then you got Catalyst. You've got you know, pastors that do more expensive roundtables and, and such and such. Listen, if somebody is doing something that you're interested in and you think it'll grow and develop you as a leader, shut up, get out your checkbook, scribble a check, and go. I mean, that's the best advice I can give you. Just because sitting around and crying and whining about how much something cost is not, listen, show me in the Bible where anyone ever did anything significant because they cried about the cost man what a, you you i don't know if you remember saying this but I, I wrote it down you said you you had asked for the opportunity you just uh had to pay what it cost yep and so i think that's a great word for our leaders out there to hear is that we all ask for things and then when we get them we try to figure out the 10 reasons why we can't do something yep. instead of realizing if we'll just pay what it costs we can get what we've been asking for because because shane it's an investment and I think I wrote this in the blog, but leaders don't make excuses; they make investments. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta pay the price, man. And you know, Shane, we I've seen this in in my coaching network, um, where uh, I'll do I'll do this coaching network, and we've seen past. It's, I you know, at first I thought we'd get pastors of a, you know people running a couple thousand in their church, but we have pastors in this coaching network with people like uh, fifty and a hundred people in their mm-hmm. church. And, and they're like, you know what? We're going to make the investment. We're, we're going to show up. And it, that blows my mind. Here's the one thing I know about them. They're hungry enough to learn. I believe God's going to God will always use a leader like that. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. You know, just using those two instances, Perry, whether it's the trip to C3 early on or whether it's to the Bill Hybels Roundtable uh, or any others you'd like to share, what are some tangible gains that you've seen in your leadership uh, and in the progress of New Spring Church that could be tied back to those investments? Um, one of the things was, uh, I remember at C3, um, the two, t- those, especially those two years, um, a- Andy spoke specifically on uh, play, to your, play to your strengths, not your weakness. Um, and a lot of the stuff that you read in his book, um, Next Generational Leader, uh, but a lot of that stuff, that's when he was talking about it and it's so fresh and how a leader cannot be well-rounded. The, the, you need to develop your strengths. That was huge. Ed talked about how church should not be um, boring, that church should be. And he said, I remember him saying, people accuse me of entertaining people. 
And the, the phrase that sticks in my mind is, I would rather entertain them than bore them. And th- those, t- I mean, those are just a couple of things that immediately pop in my mind where I saw them use music in a way that pointed people to the gospel. Um, unbelievable. The thing with Bill Hybels, man, uh, just being up there, w- one of the benefits of that trip that I did not anticipate was getting to meet Henry Cloud and getting to read his book, Integrity, mm-hmm. which I think every leader on the planet should read. It's a it's an unbelievable book on an issue that if leaders don't make an integrity an issue, it, it will be an issue. Um, but I, I got to meet him. But Bill, just, just being able to ask him questions and uh, about where I was at the time as a leader and where we were as a church and hear his perspective on things was an unbelievable experience for me. I mean, it, it's um, – I'll be honest with you. If he were to do that South Haven event again, Bill, I'm sure you don't listen to this podcast, but if, you, if people know Bill and you have his ear – if he were to do that South Haven event again, I would go. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would go today if he were to do the South Haven event because South Haven is beautiful. And once again, if you know Bill Hybels, text him, call him, <laughs> tweet him, send him a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do, just let him know that South Haven was awesome and he needs to do that again. That's right. He's listening. You know he's listening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, let me ask you this: um, Do you think that this uh, n- lack of willingness to pay? the price uh, for leaders is more of a problem with young guys or old guys? Both. Tell me about that. We, okay, so here's, here's i got to be honest with you, this whole idea of paying the price, Shane, is not original. You know where I first learned this? I first learned this back in 1994-1995 is the first time I ever met John Maxwell. Um, him and Bill Hobbles were doing a conference together, and I got on the Enjoy Life Club. Used to get a tape every month and a leadership lesson and some sticky notes for ten bucks, and I couldn't afford it because I, at the time I was making sixteen thousand dollars a year, and I was working full time in a Baptist church. The Baptist attitude most of the time is God, if you'll keep them humble, we'll keep them poor. So they were keeping me <laughs> poor. God was keeping me humble. I was making sixteen grand, and it was going to cost me one hundred twenty bucks to. Um, to be in, but but you know what? I was like, I got to do this. I got I got to grow as a leader. So I, I bought these tapes, and every month I would listen to the tape, and I listened to the tape twice, and I would take the notes and I'd fill in the blanks and everything. And in one of those tapes, Maxwell said that um, in the, in the seventies, he he would um, find really great leaders all across America, call them and say, I'll give you a hundred dollars for thirty minutes of your time. Now think about that, Shane, because I've People say today he's had mm-hmm. people call him and say, I'll give you $100 for 30 minutes of your time. And every time I hear that, I just laugh because in, in today's economy, that's like $1,000 or $5,000 for 30 minutes of your time. That's huge. And it was at the time when John didn't have a lot of money. Um, and so I heard that, and I said, I, I, I want to do that right mm-hmm. there. Because John Maxwell got to where he is because he was willing to pay a price. And there are all kinds of prices to pay, but he was willing to pay a financial price to get to where he wanted to be as a leader. And he got in the audience of great men and women of God and learned from them, paid the price, did what it took. And I mean, I don't know what you think about John Maxwell. Um, I don't really think John Maxwell cares what you think about John (laughs) Maxwell. He's forgotten more about leadership than I'll ever know. Um, and he's, I mean, good gosh, I mean, how many books has he got out now on leadership? 
uh, at least so, 500. But you know what? It, it goes back to him being willing to pay the price. You know, you mentioned uh, just a second ago that there's all kinds of prices to pay, and I wanted yes. to, to draw attention to that. You did another blog post on November the 17th of uh, this year entitled The Five Prices a Leader Must Be Willing to Pay. And you mentioned in there there's other costs of leadership. You mentioned financial, which we've been talking about a bit here, but also emotional, physical, spiritual, and personal. So in your experience, which of those is the easiest to pay? None. There, there's no easy price. There's no easy price to pay. There is no discount. There is, um, there is no easy way out Like when you're a leader. like Emotionally, it's going to cost you. I mean, I went through a period of depression from the end of 2007 until just a couple months ago. And it was one of the most brutal um, emotional seasons in my life. But I kept going. Um, you, you can't let that stuff sideline you. Uh, now, I, now, going back to the financial price, I got a counselor. I got help. But it, it was brutal. Um, you got to pay a physical price. In other words, um, you got to get your butt up out of the bed in the morning. Like, if you say you want to be a leader and you're still in bed at 12 o'clock, <laughs> living in your mom's basement, and, and listen, you're not a leader. In order to be a leader, you have to at least be leading something or someone. And in order to be leading something or someone, you've got to be ahead of them. That means you've got to get out of bed. Um, so there's a physical price to pay. And, and, you know, Shane, it's, it's one of those things where you don't always have to be the first one to get there and the last one to leave, but sometimes you do. Yep. Um, there's a spiritual price to pay. Um, you, the, the higher up you go in spiritual leadership, in leadership you're going to face spiritual attacks, spiritual warfare, and you got to be careful what you say about this because all of a sudden people start emailing in that see a demon behind every bush. And, it, uh, you know, my car wouldn't start. There's a demon. No, you didn't change your oil for nine years. That's why your car didn't start. It's a miracle that it worked that long. Um, and then um, there's a personal price. All of this gets personal. All of this gets personal. People are going to say things about you that are not true. People are going to attack you. People are going to criticize you. Your motives, your heart, all of that's going to be called into question. That hurts, but it's a price you pay. And cause, Listen, listen. In John chapter 8, if they called Jesus a demon-possessed Samaritan, okay, first of all, I don't really want to be in my shoes on Judgment Day, but how do you think those people are going to feel? Oh, no, you thought I said demon-possessed Samaritan. What I was really saying yeah. was, anyway, <laughs> uh, if they called him that, they're, they're, going to call, they're going to call us that too. So, anyway, there, there's, there's a price to pay, and it, there's no discount. You know, and, and talking, you know, kind of harking back to uh, the topic of today, cheap spiritual leaders are an oxymoron i'm just sitting here looking at those costs and i'm thinking you know what i'd rather pay i'd pay lots of money to avoid yes. the emotional physical spiritual and personal you know you're going to get those so when you have opportunities to gain wisdom at any cost material cost that ought to be an easy price to pay exactly or an easier price to pay i should say uh, as we can conclude today perry i just wanted to uh recast the a verse that that you you quoted earlier, Proverbs four seven says, "The beginning of wisdom is this: get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding." Why don't you share with our listeners why the truth of this verse is so critical for all leaders? Because it la because it speaks to every leader, no matter what level you're on. If you are a church planter, get wisdom from other church planters. Seriously, if you're a church planter, let me throw out some names right now, and you can Google these names or you can email us. 
um, and, and ask us, and we'll give you their – you need to talk to Jeff Capusta. You, you need to talk to Jeff. Um, you need to talk to Dean Herman. Mm-hmm. You need to talk to Greg Orham. Those are three guys that just popped in my mind um, automatically that would – because they're fresh into it and they've planted really great churches that are doing a great work right now. Chris Elrod. Mm-hmm. You should talk to Chris Elrod. You should you should talk to Pete Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you should – I'm. A, oh, my gosh. Michael Ludoshewski. <laughs> Michael, I love you, bro. I just can't say your name. Michael L. That's how he's in my Let's phone because I couldn't yeah. spell his last name. Um, you, you should talk to these people because they've planted successful churches. If you're transitioning a church, Scott Hodge, hands down, in my opinion, the number one guy on the planet when it comes to transitioning a church. He has transitioned a church better than anybody that I know. You should talk to Scott Hodge about how to transition a church. If you want to talk to any of these guys, shoot us an email. Is there an email address? Do we have an email address? What is it? Hello at unleash.cc. Hello at unleash.cc. And we'll we'll tell you how to get in touch with these guys. Now, these guys have no idea that I'm mentioning their name on the podcast <laughs> right now, but we'll figure that out. Um, but you gotta you got to put yourself um, – I, I would say – that if you're in a three to five church, year church plant, get get with people that are about three to five years ahead of you. Um, this year, I made it uh, two years ago. Um, I made it a a um, intentional trip where I took a trip to San Diego to spend time with Larry Osborne, who is an unbelievable leader. And then I flew up to Seattle to spend time with Mark Driscoll, unbelievable leader, um, to learn from those guys. This year. I have purposefully spent time with Judd Wilhite in Las Vegas, which, by the way, let me just say, I probably need to go see Judd every year because, number one, he's an incredible leader. Number two, he's in Vegas, man. I really think we should go twice a year. Twice a year. I'm agreeing with that. Unbelievable place to go. And then we also – and and when I go, by the way, to these places, I take teams of people with me. and this year we also, like you just referred to earlier, spent an entire day with Robert Morris um, and his entire leadership team at Gateway Church. Unbelievable leaders. And what I do, Shane, I don't, I don't have a Yoda, if you will. I don't have like a, a Jedi master and I'm their Padawan learner. I, you know, we put your whip in. I mean, you know him. I don't have that. I, that was a good impression that too, by good. the way, wasn't it? I try my best to learn from different people because you know what. Ed Young can teach me some things. Um, Bill Hobbles could teach me some things. Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley could probably teach me for the rest of his life. He's incredible. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll learn from people on different levels. Because the reason I mentioned Jeff and Dean and Greg earlier is I've learned stuff from them. Yep. And so you've got to be willing to pay the price. You've got at any, at any level. Sometimes you can do it on the phone. And listen, listen. Leaders, quit. I mean, seriously, stop asking for the discount go to the conference go to the church meet with who whoever will give you the time ask your questions and just let god develop you but because you're never ever let me say it one more time you'll never ever become the leader that god is calling you to be if you just sit around and scream and cry and complain about how much everything cost you know what life cost you. Pay the price. 
That's good. Well, you know what? That'll bring us to the end of uh, this month's leadership podcast. Uh, saying that, really, I, th- I feel led to just quote this. I'm going to quote you, Perry, from your blog but post. But before you quote me, yeah. Unleash right now is $59. Yes, that means you can bring ten people for five hundred and ninety dollars. Five hundred ninety dollars. That is cheap. Sign up today. Are you offering a discount for groups? Yes, we are. One person for fifty nine dollars, or ten people for five hundred and ninety dollars. That's our discount. That's that South Carolina math right there. It is, man. I went to public school. It works every time. Well, we'll close with this, Uh, Perry. In your blog post, you write this, and I'll close with this. Church planners and pastors, I'll add leaders, you will experience unbelievable blessings when you stop looking for the easy way out and trying to pursue a vision that costs you nothing. We'll see you next time.